This is Crime Corner Podcast. I'm home myself bringing you the crime. This is episode 7, season 2. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please don't forget that Crime Corner Podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and CastBox app where millions of podcasts are available. Listen to the best free podcasts on Android and Apple iOS. Search Crime Corner. On today's podcast episode, I am bringing you, I believe, eight stories with our first one titled Breaking Breaking News Remaining of Colorado Boy Gannon Stodge Found in Florida that has been a case that has been um, people have been looking for this little boy also Facebook poster falsely says deputies order to shoot on site those infected with coronavirus he is charged with terrorism that's pretty stupid also boy dies from injuries Eight years after mom is gunned down down while being pregnant with him. And also, the next story, police continue the search for a boy who mysteriously vanished near a bridge. With our next story, I have a knife now. Suspect slits boyfriend's neck calls for help two days later and sips tea while waiting in blood-soaked room. Also with our next story, Glossy Magazine reports that a 39-year-old busted in public park trying to pay mom for sex with kids ages 7 and 9. That is disgusting. A Todd boy cries and clings onto relative's leg before going with stepdad. Hours later, he's beaten to death. I have those stories and my thoughts. This is Crime Corner Podcast. But before, a word from our sponsors. And we begin with our first story. Breaking news remains of Colorado boy Gannon Stotch found in Florida. This is very sad. Authorities believe they have found the remains of Colorado boy Gannon Stotch who mysteriously disappeared in January. According to El Paso County Sheriff's Office, remains that are likely of Gannon were found in Pace, Florida, roughly 1,377 miles away from the area he disappeared from. The Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office in Florida contacted the El Paso County Sheriff's Office on Wednesday to report a deceased body found uh, north of Pensacola. The Denver Channel, uh, Channel reports 
the District 1 medical examiner performed an autopsy on the remains and tentatively identified the boy as Cannon Stouch. Cannon was in the care of his stepmother, Letitia Stouch, when he disappeared from his Colorado Springs area neighborhood. Although Stotch told Crime Online she had no idea where Gannon was and claimed she had nothing to do with the disappearance, authorities arrested her earlier this month on first-degree murder and related charges. Stotch provided Crime Online with a car rental receipt that showed high mileage on January 28th, a day after Gannon vanished. However, it has not been confirmed whether a rental car was used in connection to where Gannon's remains were found. Further, the El Paso Sheriff's Office is asking anyone of Pace or Pensacola areas between February 3rd and February 5th to contact them at 719-520-6666 or email tips at El Paso C-O dot, dot com. Uh, Stotch is behind bars without bail. This is a very, very sad, sad ending. Um, definitely, they're going to... She is so guilty. And these endings are very tragic and so sad. We continue with our next story. And we continue with our second story of the day. This is when you really act like this, like a grown ass man acting, doing these pity, pity ass pranks. And we continue with Facebook poster falsely says deputies order to shoot on side those infected with coronavirus. He is charged with terrorism. Louisiana's sheriff deputies aren't standing for disinformation about the novel coronavirus and the disease it causes, COVID-19, especially when that information is about them. The Rabbites Parish Sheriff's Office said it had arrested a man on Friday and charged him with terrorism for making a falsely social media post. And I'm going to read that post. It says, share, share, share. Just in. Rabbi's Parish Sheriff's Office has issued the order. If deputies come in into contact with the infected, shoot on side. Lord have mercy on us all. Hashtag COVID-19. Hashtag we need you, Brad Pitt. The sheriff's office didn't say on what platform Waylon Allen Bailey of 27 years allegedly made the post and Crime Online could not find it. KEEL Radio reported it had been told the post was on Facebook. Detectives launched an investigation when the post was brought to the attention Friday morning and soon settled on Bailey as a suspect. They found him near the, his residence 
and took him into custody without incident. Parish Sheriff William Earl Hilton said his department will not tolerate communicating false information to alarm or cause other serious disruptions to the general public. We are all in this together, Hilton said. Bailey has been booked into the parish detention center and is currently being held on a $10,000 bond. A grown-ass man, know how to act. You... He is a public servant. And... Yeah, I think worse than a child. Grow up, people. Seriously. Grow up. And we continue with our next story. Boy dies from injuries eight years after mom is gunned down while pregnant with him. An eight-year-old boy in Illinois died earlier this month from injuries he suffered when his mother, pregnant with him, was fatally shot in 2011. The Chicago Sun-Times reported that Kamani Mims Jefferson died on March 8th from being born premature and multiple gunshot wounds he suffered before his birth. The boy's mother, Sharon S. Jefferson, 17 years of age, was walking home from a convenience store with the group when Timothy Jones, 18, shot her in the heart, foot, and head. Reports indicate that one of the people at Jefferson was part of a rival gang. Jones pulled up in his car and attempted to shoot the rival member, but he fled, leaving Jefferson alone. Jefferson begged for her life, but Jones opened fire on her anyway. The pregnant teen was killed almost instantly, but her unborn child was successfully delivered at a hospital. An autopsy confirmed Mims Jefferson's death as a homicide. The injuries he suffered in the shooting that killed his mother reportedly left him deaf and blind and unable to talk, walk, and breathe on his own. WBBM reported that a hospital nurse adopted Mims Jefferson. His mother's killer was sentenced to 90 years in 2016. It is not immediately clear whether Jones will face a longer sentence as Chicago police are still investigating. What a tragic, tragic end to this poor little baby. Eight years old. Rest in peace, little angel. So sad. And we continue with our next story of the day. Police continue search for a boy who mysteriously vanished near a bridge. This is a developing story and will be updated as more information becomes available. The Massachusetts authorities are searching for a 13-year-old boy who disappeared last Friday and hasn't been seen or heard from since the Eagle Tribune reports that Safun Judai, a student at UP Academy, 
Leonard was last seen in the Lawrence area at Duck Bridge, which connects Union and South Union Streets. The boy's father, Funara Dai, told the outlets that the family is in anguish over his disappearance as authorities continue their search. At this time, it isn't clear if Dai was with anyone when he disappeared or if police uh, found, suspect foul play. A citywide camera apparently spotting Sofana at Duckbridge, but little information has been provided. Anyone with information about Sofana's whereabouts should contact the Lawrence Police Department at 978-794-5900. That is so crazy. Like, I hope this kid did not jump. And I hope he's just a runaway. If any updates come to known, I will let you guys know on the next podcast. Or, like I said, when they let us know of any updates. And we continue with our next story. I have a knife now. The suspect slits boyfriend's neck, calls for help two days later, and sips tea while waiting in blood-soaked room. A Vermont woman was arrested Saturday after authorities found her boyfriend dead with a gruesome slit across his throat. Burlington Free Press reports that Everell Bellevue of 30 years of age appeared via video at the in Vermont Superior Court on Monday where she pleaded not guilty to homicide in connection with the death of her 45 year old boyfriend Cameron Volland. The Chittenden County State's Attorney's Office alleged that Bellevue purposely killed Falling on March 12th in their studio apartment at the Bolton Valley Sky Resort. According to prosecutors, the suspect fled to her father's house afterward, where she took a shower and changed her bloody clothing. Bellevue then allegedly returned home, slept in the same room where Fallen was stabbed and waited two days before calling for help. When police arrived, they found Bellevue sitting in the apartment, sipping tea surrounded by blood everywhere according to the court documents. From her statements, this homicide occurred on Thursday night around 9 p.m. She believes he was dead by 11 p.m. Shenton County State Attorney's Sarah George said she called police Saturday morning around 7 a.m. During the 911 call, Bellevue admitting she slit falling snuck, but she said she was defending herself. She claimed that Falling was choking her before she stabbed him. She allegedly told authorities that they often fought over household chores and argued after Falling did not buy her marijuana. Investigators said that there is no evidence to suggest that Falling choked Bellevue. They added that the that they only defense wounds were only found on Bellevue, but on the victim. An investigation also reported showed that the suspect bought the murder weapon weeks in advance. CBS 3 reports. Investigators 
added to Bellevue admitted that she hit the knife, then later walked towards the suspect with the weapon. At this point, I have been scared of him attacking me, and I'm like, no, because I have a knife now. The suspect reportedly told detectives. According to V.T. Digger, the suspect claimed falling previously attacked her in 2019 by slamming the door on her face and breaking her nose. She added that he repeatedly shut the door on her and she ended up with a black eye and a head injury. The suspect reportedly uh, said she never made a police report. There are some concerns about her mental health that could make her a danger to the public, George said. Bellevue remains behind bars without bail at the Shittenden Regional Correctional Facility in South Burlington. Oh, whoa. That is... That is just something... That is something um, out of a horror movie. When you are slicing um, your significant other's neck just because you won't do chores and buy you marijuana, really? Come on. What is going on out there? Lord Jesus. Glossy Magazine reporter, 39-year-old busted in public park, trying to pay mom for sex with kids ages 7 and 9. Like, what's going on? On Monday, a former journalist was convicted in a New York court of trying to meet with a mother to have sex with her two young children. The U.S. Attorney's office announced in a statement that Peter Bright, 29, who wrote for Ars Technica, was found guilty of attempted child enticement. In May, federal authorities arrested Bright in a sting operation when he tried to meet an, age, an agent who uh, was posing as a mother of a 7-year-old girl and a 9-year-old boy. A month before his arrest, Bright reached out online to the undercover agent. During their correspondence, the tech reporter discussed having sex with two children and asked the agent for pictures of them. Bright met the undercover agent at a public park in New York City. He was taken into custody while walking to the minor's home, federal authorities said. According to the New York Post, federal authorities said they found Bright on a BDSM and fetish social media platform. Bright's legal team claimed he was participating, participating, excuse me, in age play, and that he was collecting evidence for law enforcement upon realizing that he was corresponding with the real mother, offering her children for sex. Bright's initial trial in February ended in a mistrial after jurors were unable to reach a verdict. The former journalist faces at least 10 years in prison when his sentence uh, is on June 29. 
we have come down to the last story of the day. Here you go. Uh, Dot boy cries and clings onto relative's leg before going with stepdad. Hours later, he's beaten to death. A Connecticut man was arrested on Thursday for allegedly beating his two-year-old stepson to death in June, citing an arrest warrant. The Hartford Courant reported that Hayden Campbell screamed, cried, and clung onto a female relative before going with his stepfather. Jeremiah Beeson of 24 years, uh, less than five hours later, Campbell reportedly suffered a skull fracture and brain bleeding, which provided fatal. Campbell apparently indicated that he didn't want to go with Beeson while at the hospital, where they gathered after Campbell's mother gave birth to his younger brother. Campbell left with Beeson on the evening of June 25th. By 1 a.m., the toddler was back at the same hospital as a, as a critical injured patient according to the coroner, Campbell died from cardiac arrest two days later. Months later, state police determined that Beeson caused the toddler's death and charged him with first-degree manslaughter, first-degree assault, and risk of injury to a child. According to the warrant, Campbell's mother told authorities that Beeson had anger issues. A neighbor claimed the couple fought several times a week. The neighbor reportedly also said that they witnessed Beeson smack Campbell's mother in the back of her head. The warrant stated that another neighbor claimed they saw Beeson forcefully grab Campbell while removing him from a car seat. A third person reportedly told, uh, told authorities that Beeson was always yelling at the child. A day before the deadly incident, a relative reportedly asked Campbell if Beeson was nice to him, to which the toddler responded, no. The night of the incident, Campbell's mother FaceTimed Beeson and learned the toddler was on timeout. However, Beeson wouldn't tell her why he was in trouble, according to the coroner. Hours later, Beeson reportedly FaceTimed Campbell's mother and claimed the toddler had fallen off the bed. The warrant stated that the toddler was seizing and having trouble breathing, foaming from his mouth. His mother screamed for him to call 911. I am a bad daddy. Sorry, Beeson told Campbell's mother during the video chat, according to Journal Inquire. To a journal inquire, excuse me. I'm forgetting how to speak right now. This is just like intense. Whew. Beeson has reportedly denied. He has denied harming Campbell, reportedly maintaining that the toddler had, falling, uh, uh, had fallen out of the bed and onto a carpet floor while he went to get clothes for him. A doctor wrote that a fall from a bed might cause a skull fracture, but is highly unlikely to cause a subdural, subdural bleeding and full cardiorespiratory arrest, the news outlet reported. This presentation is highly suspicious for abusive head trauma, the doctor, the doctor also wrote. Beeson remains in jail on a $350,000 bail.
poor 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 little baby he did not want to go with that monster oh god rest in peace little angel that was horrible and we have come down to the end of today's podcast but before we go don't forget the crime corner podcast is available on spotify apple podcast google podcast and cast box app where millions of podcasts are available listen to the best free podcast on android and apple ios search crime corner once again thank you so much for tuning in I hope everybody is staying safe during these quarantine times. Hopefully everybody's being safe. Be sane. Don't be acting crazy. Think, think, think before you do something crazy. Stay inside if they're ordering to stay inside. Uh, here in Chicago, they are ordering people to stay inside starting today at 7. So please be safe out there, guys. I am Homasa bringing you the crime, but before I go, please be safe, lock your doors, sanitize your hands, be clean, and don't forget to look both ways before crossing the street. This is Crime Corner Podcast. Till next time, guys, be safe out there. <laughs>